Respected elders and brothers, there were some pious people on a daily basis, they would make shukr for certain ni'mats and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Among the ni'mats and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which they should make shukr for on a daily basis, was being part of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is such a great ni'mat and a favor. We will only understand the value of this favor when we leave this dunya. When a person goes away from this dunya, on the day of Qiyamah, when we see the honor and respect that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses to this ummah, then we will understand what a great ni'mat and what a great favor it was. That is why Anbiya Musalam of the past, they desired that they could be part of this ummah. Although they desired it, but it was not meant for them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed it to us without any application, without any effort. We didn't ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we made no effort for it, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed this great ni'mat to us that we are from the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Being from the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is a very great favor and a very great ni'mat, but also it comes with some responsibilities as well. Now you are the ummah from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There are certain rights that you owe to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Remember, on the day of Qiyamah, you will be answerable. Like how your wife has got rights over you, your children have got rights over you, your parents have got rights over you, Different people have got rights over you. There are certain rights that you owe to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Being from his ummah, which you will be answerable of on the day of Qiyamah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you with this great ni'mat, 
Did you fulfill the rights of Rasulullah ﷺ? Among the rights of Rasulullah ﷺ is that you have the highest level of respect, love and confidence for him. The highest level. There's no one else that can override Rasulullah ﷺ. If he said something, if he decided something, if he had taught you something, that is final. There's no one else, whoever it is, he may be the greatest sheikh, he may be whoever he is, but this is the teachings of Rasulullah There's no one that can override the teachings of Rasulullah So you have the highest level of love, the highest level of respect for him. And you find it was out of love for Rasulullah that so many different poems were compiled. You hear different poetry. You hear of the Qasida, Burda, and different poetry. In the month of Rabi'ul Awal, we just passed Rabi'ul Awal, and people had perhaps heard different bayans on the praises of Rasulullah Different poetry was recited. And ulama tell us that if from now till the day of Qiyamah, we carry on reciting poetry in the praise of Rasulullah we will never ever be able to do justice to the great status that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with. As the poet said, Ya sahib al-jamal wa ya sayyid al-bashar, O embodiment of beauty, and O leader of mankind, min wajhika al-munir, laqad nuwira al-qabar, it's from your radiant face that the moon has got its light. La yumkinu al-thana kama kana haqquhu, we will never ever be able to praise you as it is your right to be praised. Ba'das khuda buzurtuhi kissa mukhtasar, just to cut the long story short, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are the greatest personality. One poet said, Minni salamu ala man lastu ansahu. That I offer my greetings and salutations to that being who I can never forget in my life. I can forget everyone else. I can forget my best friend. But that being I can never forget. And my tongue never becomes tired of speaking of him. While people will speak about everything else. People will speak about politics. People will speak about sports. People will speak about everything else. My tongue never gets tired of speaking about him. If he's not in front of me, he's got a place in my heart. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has got a very special place in my heart. وَمَنْ أَقَامَ بِفُؤَادِي كَيْفَ أَنْسَاهُ And who lives in my heart, how can I ever forget him? This is part of my life, this is part of my heart, this is someone that I think about all the time. You hear about Akabir, you know, pious, great saints. People didn't just become saints for no reason. Sometimes you, we praise certain people, we take their names with respect. They just become like that for no reason. There was something special about them. And that something special was not necessarily outwardly and externally special. But it was something that they had within them. Something that they had within their hearts. It was a burning love. It was a burning ember of ishq and love for Rasulullah For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Outwardly we all look the same. Outwardly we all seem the same. We all may be reading namaz. But there's someone that got that, that very high level of love in his heart. That made him what he became. So they would wake up in the middle of the night. And sometimes when we wake up in the middle of the night, 
We don't know whether the bus knocked us or what is the situation. But these people, they're sleeping also with the root sharif. They're sleeping with the root sharif on their tongue. They're sleeping with their hearts. That the hearts are overflowing with the love of Rasulullah That's how they're sleeping also. They're not just sleeping with a cell phone in their hand. They're not sleeping, viewing something haram on their cell phone. No. When they're sleeping, they're sleeping with Durood Sharif. And they're waking up in the middle of the night, and they're, ringing, they, they, they're reading ash'ar and praises for Rasulullah That was the link with Rasulullah Sultan Muhammad Fatih was the conqueror of Turkey, Constantinople. It is mentioned regarding him, a very powerful king of his time, but also very pious also. These people were very, very pious people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with these things. It was also piety. That was the main thing that they had. So it is mentioned about him, that in his turban, he would keep a picture of the Nale Mubarak, the Mubarak sandals of Rasulullah Some Some places you find the pictures and the images of the Mubarak sandal of Rasulullah So he would keep that in his turban. And he would say that your feet will always be above my head. Meaning my life will be governed by your teachings. Whatever anyone else says, whatever who else says, the rest of the world can say what they want to say. The superpowers can say what they want to say. But my life will be governed by your teachings. I will always be under your instruction. And that is why these people, what they did throughout their lives, they always found out, what did Rasulullah say? How many people get married now and even take out the time to find out what are the hadiths of Rasulullah regarding marriage? What are the hadiths of Rasulullah regarding the rights of the wife? How many people? will say, you know what, before I embark on this, this is a new journey in my life. How many fathers will advise their sons? They'll give them all the advices. They'll tell them what to do. They'll give them financial advice, how they need to spend their money, what they need. They'll give them all sorts of advices. How many fathers will tell their children, you know what, son, let's take the hadiths of Rasulullah Let us study it. What did Rasulullah say regarding a successful husband? How was the life of Rasulullah What type of a husband was he to his wives? How many people even take out the time to say, we want to find out. Rasulullah is a light. Quran Sharif, Allah is saying, the light has come to you from Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent Rasulullah He is the light. Sirajam munira. He is the illuminating lamp. He is going to dispel all this darkness. All this darkness in this dunya. And what darkness we are going through. We all know what times we are going through. What dangerous times we are going through. What trials, what fitness, what deception, what lies that is happening all around us. We are bombarded from all sides. That is also the prophecy of Rasulullah Yushiku an alikumul umam. The time will come when all the different nations will call one another. They will unite against you. Like how people will call one another to a tray of food. So we are like the center of attraction. The ummah of Rasulullah And these people, all the different kuffar are uniting under different names. They're not going to tell you that they are your enemies. 
They're not going to tell you that they want to take you away from deen. They will put it in a very deceptive manner. You know, shaitan also, when he came to Hazrat Adam alayhi salam, shaitan didn't come in, say, you know what, I'm your enemy. He said, inni lakumalaminan, I am a well-wisher for you. Your life matters to me. I want to see you progressing. That was shaitan. So the agents of shaitan, no different. They're not going to come and tell you, we are your enemies and we want to destroy you of your morals. We want to destroy you of your deen. We want your children to become delinquents. They're not going to tell you that. They're just going to put things before you. They're going to put devices before you. Devices of mass destruction will destroy your iman, will destroy your morals, will destroy the iman of your children if it is not used correctly. If those devices are not used correctly, what is going to happen to you and your children? You're going to lose all your morals. Your woman folk are going to lose their haya. You're going to start thinking, my daughter doing something like this here. I never fathomed, I never thought about it. But this is now those devices that shaitan, in the name of technology, in the name of progress, in the name of advancement, they're going to put all this before you. So what do you have to hold on? You have to hold on to the sunnah of Rasulullah And Nabi Wasallam told you. He told you the problem. He prophesied it already. And he gave you the solution. You don't need to go anywhere else. You don't need to look for the solution anywhere else. Where are you looking for it? It's here. It's right in front of you. In, front, in fact, you have got the solution to the problems of the world. If you take these advices and these teachings of Rasulullah and you put it before the Western world, they themselves now have understood and realized that we have seriously went wrong somewhere in our lives. When they seeing their children coming out to be murderers, you know more about the news than me. You are reading these articles all the time. What is happening in America? What is happening in these western countries? First world countries. What level of progress? What level of technology? What level of advancement? What is happening to their progenies? What is happening to this new generation? Children are becoming suicidal. Ten-year-old children committing suicide. Where you heard of something like that there? A child woke up with all the vigor, all the energy, don't want to sleep at night. That was a child. Yeah, the child's life has become so gloomy now. Now the child's life has become so depressed. Small child wants to take his life away. Children joining cults. Children becoming Satanists. What and what is happening? Mothers killing their old children. If you told someone 50 years, 100 years ago, a time will come when mothers will kill their own children. They will tell you, you crazy, you mad, can never happen. A mother, mother will give her life for a child. Mother will do anything to save the life of a child. But the time has come now where mothers are killing their own children. What, how has this happened to this dunya? What happened here? Think about it logically. Where did we go wrong? Why is it 50 years ago, 100 years ago, these things never happened? What's happening now never happened before. It's again the same lifestyle. This modern lifestyle, this different technology in the name of technology, you don't realize the damage and harm that is causing. So in this time, in this zamana, in this era, what are we to do as Muslims? What are we to do? Hold on to the sunnah. That it's so simple. It's so simple, there's nothing else. You don't need to do anything. Learn the sunnah, find out the sunnah. Remember, every sunnah of Rasulullah is important. At no point in life should you ever think to yourself, 
This is a small sunnah. This is insignificant. Sahaba radiallahu anhum, this was the jazbah. This was the secret behind their success. What did Rasulullah do? Every single sunnah of Rasulullah Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala he's eating food with Rasulullah You know, Hazrat Anas radiallahu was that fortunate sahabi who spent approximately 10 years of his life in the khidmat of Rasulullah He got the duas of Rasulullah Hazrat Anas radiallahu is eating with Rasulullah And he notices that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam likes kalabash. You know, kaddu or dodi. Nabi sallallahu likes that. So this sahaba, you know, what level of respect they had also. They respected something also we can't even fathom. So Anas radiallahu young boy, he's pushing all that. Because Nabi sallallahu in that time they would eat what was close to them. So he's pushing all that towards Rasulullah He's seeing Nabi sallallahu he's relishing it. He's enjoying it. Hazrat Anas radiallahu is pushing it towards Rasulullah Anas radiallahu says, from that day, I developed a natural love for this year. I, myself, because this got nothing to do with deen. It's got nothing to do with ibadat. It's not a zikr. It's not a dua. But I developed that natural love for this calabash. That whenever food was prepared in my home, where they could put calabash, certain dishes now, you can put the calabash in it. I made sure they put that calabash in it. And I made a point of eating it because Rasulullah relished this. Because Rasulullah loved this year. This was the Sahaba. This was the secret behind their success. This is why Sahaba could drop the superpowers of that time. Sometimes highly outnumbered. 10 times, 20 times, double their size. They could drop them. What was the power? The power of Sunnah, the power of dedication. They were dedicated to Rasulullah. They were not just, you know, lip service lovers. It's very easy to say, you know, me, I'm a Ashik Rasul. I love Rasulullah. You listen to one Naat, you listen to one Nasheed. Now you start crying. It's easy. The tune, you know, sometimes the tune is such. The person is listening to the tune, he starts crying. That doesn't necessarily mean that you love Rasulullah. I'm not saying if it is a Naat or Nasheed that is within the laws of Shariat. That has got absolutely no musical instruments. That has unfortunately now become the trend. Whereas Nabi Sassam himself said, I was sent to destroy musical instruments. Nabi Sassam said. And now we took that same musical instruments. And however they formed it through some app on the computer or whatever. And you put it with the name of Rasulullah Sassam. What a high level of disrespect. But I'm saying if it is a proper naat or nasheed, yes you could listen to it. It sometimes could motivate you. But that is not sufficient. You have to love the sunnah of Rasulullah Love the way of Rasulullah Love the lifestyle of Rasulullah You have to introduce your children to Rasulullah Introduce them. You know in the past, pious people, how they were brought up? They brought up with sirat. Small children, from the time they're small, from the time they're young. Teaching them about Rasulullah Teaching them about Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Usman, Hazrat Ali. That's how they were trained. That's how they were brought up. Murana Abu Hassan Ali, Nadwi Rahmatullah Ali, became an expert in history and sirat. But it is mentioned that from the time he was a child, from the time he came of understanding, this was the stories that was being related to them in those homes. No fairy tales. Fairy tales will put you in a fairy tale world. 
It will put you in a dreamland. This is real stories. As someone put it very beautifully, they said, if you want your children to be intelligent, everyone wants a child to be intelligent, start ta'aleem in your home. Because the barakat of the name of Rasulullah the noor of the words of Rasulullah will permeate the hearts of your children. Unfortunately now, where do we have time for all these things now? We don't have time anymore. We've got time for everything else. The man can sit on the social media doing nothing, wasting his time. But tell him take out 15 minutes. Fazali amal, fazali sadaqat, fazali hajj, fazali durood. You can rotate it. You can simplify it, simplify it for your children. Maybe you feel it's hard for them to understand it. Take the stories, take something interesting. But every day, you know, they say that one, one drop, that what's going to make an impact on the whole, on the rock. You take one, one drop of water, it's going to create a hole in that rock. That one, one drop, that one, one dose, you're going to carry on giving these doses. That is going to make that positive change. One day, that child will become the coolness of your eyes. One day. Inshallah, with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You make the effort. You want him to become intelligent. Start ta'aleem in your home. You want him to become more intelligent. Tell him more stories of anbiya and sahaba and pious people. More stories. More incidents now. Today you told him one story. Tomorrow, tomorrow, we don't know who knows when, till how long they're going to be in this dunya. You will be gone from this dunya. We will know how long are we going to remain here. Life is short. You may be gone. But that lesson... That moral that you instilled in the heart of your child, inshallah, one day you will remember it. My father, you know, he told me the story. Maybe one day he'll listen to a bayan, maybe he forgot it. He'll hear the story again. He'll say, my father used to tell me the story. He used to read the story to me. This is your investment. You are investing in your children. When you will teach your children about Rasulullah about Sahaba, about Oliya, about pious people, those will be their role models in life. Who will they want to be like? They will be like that. But otherwise you gave them the devices, you put them in front of the screen, they saw actors, they saw sports stars, they saw celebrities. Those became their role models. Who is your role model? This actor is my role model. This sports star is my role model. Allah protect, but if your child continues like that, if that is his role model, that is who he loves, that is who he follows. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah protect, he may be resurrected with that group of people. What are you going to do then? My son, my daughter is resurrected with actors now. She's resurrected with sports stars, with celebrities. Allah protect, that Jamaat is going to Jahannam. That is the Hizbush Shaitan. That is the group of Shaitan. But we are not introducing them. To Ambiya. We are not introducing them to Sahaba. We are not introducing them to Oliya. So the Sunnah is such an important as Rasulullah covered every facet of life, every single aspect of life. He taught us the different duas, different relevant duas after eating, before eating, before going to the toilet, coming out from the toilet, before sleeping at night, when you wake up in the morning, all those duas. How many people even really bother to even find out or learn? Let me learn this dua. Never mind. It's a short dua, maybe one line, two lines. I learn this dua every day. I'll read this dua. How much of sawab I'm going to get? How much of barakat I'm going to get in my life? Now, you brought Rasulullah in your home. You brought sunnat in your home. You removed all the negativities. Now you brought nur in your home. 
Now you brought light in your home. Now you brought barakah in your home. Now you brought happiness in your home. Now you gave your children a gift that no money can buy. No money can buy. Money can never buy that gift of the sunnah of Rasulullah That is the lifestyle. That is the way of life. That is the only way of life. And as soon as you stray away from that way of life, and you move into this modern circles now, this modern thought, the modern mindset, Allah protect. But then now, you are exposing yourself to danger. You are exposing your children to danger. You don't know who can fall in which problem now, who can fall in which pit now. This is the way to go, is the way of sunnah. And respected friends, the second thing, remember, is Durud Sharif. Every day, take out time to recite Durud Sharif. Recite it with the love of Rasulullah Recite it with concentration. Pious people, they recite, you can be here, but your heart can be in Medina Munawara. Remember that. You don't have to be in Medina Munawara. You can be here in South Africa, but your heart is with Rasulullah Your heart is in Medina Munawara. As you're reading the Durud Sharif, your name is being taken every day in front of the Rosa Mubarak. Farishtas are taking. They're taking the Durud. They're presenting it to Rasulullah This person, so and so, the son of so and so, he has sent the Durud for you. Remember this Durud Sharif is the solution to every problem, every difficulty, every sickness, every hardship, every calamity. Just increase the recitation of Durud Sharif. But read it with concentration. Read it with focus. Read it with dedication. Take out time every day to read it. And instill this habit in your children also. There was one time when families would sit together and they would make the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now families are sitting together and they're watching TV. What goodness is going to come out? What goodness, what barakah is going to come? How is Allah's help going to come to the ummah when this is our condition? So we need to now bring all this alive in our homes, instill these qualities in our children from a very young age, tell them to start reciting Durood Sharif. Give them a target. Maybe start off with 100, 50, a short darood. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sallallahu alayhi wa ummi. Slowly, gradually increase it. And inshallah, if we instill this within the lives of our children, then inshallah, the iman and the deen and the future will be safe in this dunya, in the qabr and the year after. May Allah grant us the true understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana.